What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the second episode of our podcast. We are the Finnish immigrants. Today, we are going to talk about money. Things like money and happiness. And does it bring you fulfillment, satisfaction? How much money is enough? How do you get money? How can you multiply money? Your conscious mm. and subconscious thoughts about money, attitudes about money and all these things. And also share our experience with money so far. And with me is Mr. Jomar. Thanks. What's up, Mr. Wing Wing? What's up, Harsh Barala? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how, my, how's my you, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thanks. I, you got a new haircut, bro. Yeah, I see you got you got a new haircut. I see that. Yeah, my haircut is much more visible than yours. Yours is much more subtle and fine haircut. <laughs> my my haircut is so raw, bro. It's like bald. It's like no hair left. It's not a haircut. It's a you hair should shave. have. A, <laughs> you should have a, had a in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, but let's change it we'll talking about maybe Tukchi. maybe in the in the next one i'll get some long hair bro i'll grow magically i'm gonna grow <laughs> one feet of hair yeah bro all right Buy let's wig, move bro. on yep so today we're gonna start off by talking about the history of money as you know we mm. all begin with the barter system where there was no concept of money, no uniform standardized money. Everybody just exchanged the goods and the services they had with others, with their neighbors or neighboring villages or whatever they could find. And slowly we evolved this monetary system, the financial system, and you see today it's become such a giant And Mr. Wing Wing, do you ever wonder about this quote that I'm about to say? We are the only species who pay for living on this planet. No other species has to work like us and do chores like us and work for other other beings of the same species like us to live on this mm. planet. What do you think about it? Mm. I mean, I think every single animal in existence pay a, pay a price. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, to get something, you have to give something of equal value. Um, in your in your perspective, no. Let's say yep. let's say you buy new glasses. You know, you need that glasses. How much do you value your sight? Are you gonna pay 500 euros? Perhaps 50. You, you, it's it's a it's a I guess um, how 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 you wanna see it. And and when you said um, that we're the only beings like like being um, working for other um, you know of the same same species. Um, that's yeah, I kind of see it. Um, but you know, let's say ants. And so they work for with each other and and for for their queen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and I think for us humans, for because we work for um, others, that's like um, the price for getting more things. Like 
if we didn't work for others, we would never have these monitors. We wouldn't have this um, PC. We wouldn't have anything. We couldn't yeah. make this our own. Mm-hmm. We would we would need to work with each other. Yep. Yep. Don't you agree? I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree, bro. And think it's uh, safer to say that we we should not compare ourselves with other species of animals and plants because we are so different from them. The way we organize our society and the structures of all our systems, they are so different compared to other animals. That's right. So, yep, let's not compare ourselves to animals. Let's be humans. (laughs) And also, what do you uh, have to say about this sentence that money is a necessary evil in the society? Necessary in the sense it's the best way we have come up so far as humans to run our systems. The biggest Mm. motivating factor or the biggest thing that human, we as humans are considering of value is money. One of the, one of the most valuable things is, is money, which is uniform and standard across our civilization. So therefore it's so necessary. You cannot buy things. You cannot, you cannot live in this materialistic physical life without money. So it's, it is necessary, but it's an evil in the sense that too much of it can cause greediness and all the other negative attitudes creep up in your life. And also a lot of negative side effects of having money or the attitude somebody has about money. So in that sense, I feel it's a necessary evil. What do you think about it? I mean, yeah, evil, evil in a sense, but, um, we, you know, um, I would, I don't know if I would see it as evil, um, but it does mess up with some people's mindset and, and, you know, their spiritual, um, the, the meaning of spiritual things, uh, materialistic, materialistic things, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that kind of messes up with people. But, um, to me, um, money, we all, all collectively chose to have money. Like, you know, at one point, everybody like, you know, decided, yeah, you know, hey, money, money. We, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Money, money is good. Money is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all agree on that. <laughs> money is good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> what is a better alternative to the present financial system. How would you motivate humans to go out, work, contribute in a meaningful way to the society without Mm. giving them money? How could you minimize or reduce or even eliminate all the side effects of money and come up with a financial (laughs) or some kind of system how how would you do it i mean that's a lot to take in um <laughs> at once um <laughs> not knowing the I question agree. question in 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 uh, beforehand but i mean it is it is certainly p- perhaps possible to do it but um but then but then you we will still need the concept of money i think um the middleman we still we still need it if we need if we want to have if we want to build a 
is some somewhat of a same type of society we have right now. But um, but but I think the depending obviously on on how many people there are, you know, let's say there's just like let's say it was before, right? Before history, like five thousand years ago, there were not many people here. So um, natural abundance of 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 um, nature was was way more um, um, you know uh, spread out, and therefore there were more more to hunt and and. Cause like, cause like, let's say if there were <laughs> eight billion people, there would be not be enough um, food to hunt. You yeah, know? we couldn't hunt um, and 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 do that all that with eight billion people. That would be impossible. Mm-hmm. But um, but let's say if there were like just a few few million. Sure, we could have a a a an old system, a a hunter gatherer system, would still be um, quite good. But mm-hmm. I think the, the the concept of the middleman, as I said, is the, the money. Um, but having something different, something else, like like um, <clears throat> like gold or or some as they had gold, right? Mm-hmm. Before, but um, having that instead instead of paper. Yeah, yeah. Because right. go, gold is more solid. So gold, you can find gold. You can like let's say you and I could could go mine gold as much as we want if we find, and not tell people. But and then we have gold. Bro, yeah, he do know how to mine gold. No, no bro. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, bro? <laughs> you know how complicated it is to find gold and mine it. It's not like yeah, k- but, kilo but, kgs but, of gold blocks sitting somewhere. Then you go and dig and bring it. But but you know how easy the, it is for for the government to make uh, to print money. It's way more easier for them. Yeah, yeah. In That's a sense true. that that. But um, yeah. To conclude it, I think it would be impossible to to uh, go out without a a sort of middleman. In if we want the the same type of society, the same like if you want um, capitalism, that we, we need the middleman. Of of um, trading, yeah, yeah, correct, correct, yeah, that's correct. Yep. Do you agree with me that that you need you need something there in the middle to 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 make it to make it work? They don't have they don't necessarily have to be money like paper, but something mm-hmm. of of the same concept. Uh, so far, I am not sure how could we have evolved. Uh, better system of compensating and encouraging people to contribute for me the present finances financial system is the best version we could come up with so far so uh, as you said it it's it's very complicated it needs years and years and decades of research but i guess mm. the way technology is evolving and with all the uh, blockchain and all those technologies. I think the the role of this middleman, the money, as you mentioned, it's getting to. Uh, it, it's coming quite down. The role is not yeah. significant anymore. But still, still, it's going to remain significant. Yeah. Um. When you mentioned blockchain, what do you think about the this this um, seemingly new technology? Yeah, blockchain. 
I'm yeah, not yeah, a, yeah. I'm not an expert on blockchain or all these all these technologies so I can't say much about it but for sure it sounds like a like an exciting and new thing to talk about and implement in our current systems so for sure it's going to make things better uh, but but everything comes with its own challenges and in the future of course we'll have to tackle all the challenges blockchain and all the other new technology brings mm so it's part of the evolution yeah all right so i was uh, i was trying to read some articles and some research about some studies of of all these people who try to ascertain how much money is enough for a human to live a happy life or in to put in other words after how much money would no significant happiness be added to your life like how much is that uh amount say 100000 euros a year or a net worth of a million euros or whatever like whatever is the money whatever is the sum of the money so do you think the more the money the happier the person becomes or do you think after a certain point money stops adding any value on and happiness to to a person's life yes um of course um you know the more man- money you have the the less um you're going to think of it right mm-hmm. there's like there's like saying like the more food i have the the less hungry i'm going to get you know yeah it's like there's so much food i'm not going to eat all of this food i'm not going to like that's like saying uh, i'm not going to use all this money so so i think i think in that sense yes money will uh at a certain point money will um stop ha- having the same meaning um uh for one person if if he had like a, a bunch of money you know mm-hmm. but um but how much money um is like a good amount of money to to satisfy um a person i would say like um 100,000 a year is enough mm-hmm. to to satisfy most but but to be i think like optimal uh happiness i would say perhaps upwards to 2 million per year oh why are you kidding me bro what are I you going to do if you make a take make 2 million dollars a year what are you going to do with all this what i would do yeah um if i'm going to be honest i would i would save up to a to a big boat and then sail around the world but then you won't need it that's it that's done but you're still getting those 2 yeah. millions every year <laughs> i mean i guess yeah when you if if you if it's a passive income sure then yeah but but i was thinking like more of a if you have to work to get the money of course you have to work it's not coming yeah. automatically to you for even for passive income you have to you have to work it's not yeah, yeah, passive yeah. in the sense like yeah passive just... passive and passive it it depends how you define passive yeah exactly what do you so think you... what do you think about the the um if if you had 2 million What what would you do? 
I would put all that in the stock market. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll sell I mean, some, yeah. sell premium, I'll sell puts. <laughs> but, but but for me, for me, I, I would uh, cast aside all my biases and all my wishes and wants and everything. I'll just think like an ordinary, reasonable person living in a in a country. For example, it's also quite contextual, the country you live in. For example, in low-income countries, you don't need 100,000 euros or dollars every year. They're... Um, Mm, say even one fifth or one tenth of the money that people have here in the more richer countries that's sufficient to live a good life. So yeah, proportional to the income levels of the society and the country you live in, it, 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 it really varies a lot. But if I were to take an example of say Finland or our country where we live. So if you look at a, normal person, what do they need to be happy and live a fulfilled life? They need shelter, a good house, whether it is rented or owned, a good, decent place for them mm. or and their family, if, if they have a family. Mm. And then they need good, comfortable mode of transportation, whether it's a car or it's a bus or, or it's a train or whatever. So they should have in, enough money to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want. For example, I wanna go train volleyball somewhere or I wanna go do some trip with my friends somewhere. So it's important to have a car. So I'm able to afford a car and also be able to afford a train or, or basically live a comfortable, affordable life with good means of transport and then the next thing that comes is having uh, enough money for food, leaving, le uh, living uh, a healthy lifestyle, going to the gym and all that. So spending on health and food, that should be good enough. And what else? Entertainment, mm. things you want to buy, some, some money for that. What else remains? Food, clothes, if clothes are a part of, I guess, entertainment. You don't need to buy too many clothes all the time. One or two fancy things that you would like to buy, a nice watch or some nice jacket or a motorcycle or whatever, costs a few hundred, few thousand uh, euros. You can maybe spend that every one or two years. So all in all, I would say 70, 80,000 euros per year per household it's it's enough to add happiness to your life and keep you fulfilled so i would say uh, somewhere yeah. from 70 to 80000 euros per year makes you a good and fulfilled person and i don't think anything after that adds much value to life of course it's quite subjective and and yeah, yeah, find yeah. value in so yeah. many different things but i'm talking about an average human with reasonable needs and desires oh well, well that's, yeah that's my that's my i mean it kind of depends that. yeah it kind of depends on what their dreams is if you can like if their dream is having having a lamborghini you know maybe they need more of course of course if you have all those lux luxurious extra desires then yeah those 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 are different situations but i'm from my perspective as a person of 
of reasonable desires and wants that's what i'm talking about mm. yeah but those are those cycles you're talking about wanting a lamborghini and yacht and all those are vicious cycles somehow once you fall into those cycles they leave you empty at the end of the day so it's it's very important to know what exactly are your motivations to be wanting a yacht and a lamborghini and all that because mm. those things you you might have to pay a bigger price in the future for them in Making, in what way in what way do do like you what, do you imagine what are what are your motivations to buy a lamborghini like do you want to show it off to others do you want to feel the the sound it makes and the acceleration it makes do you want to thrill out of it do you want to you like how it looks or you like the value it conveys to the society of you or like what exactly is your motivation for buying a lamborghini mm is a i guess you could put you could say it's an entertainment type of thing um expenditure mm-hmm. because like yeah it gives it's fun to drive around it looks nice you it, it makes you look like you're a top g it makes you look like <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> yeah you know yeah. you're a high sta- status man because because those luxurious type of things it shows it shows others that in the society that we live in that your you have been successful and you have money and you have you have something to show for it yeah yeah exactly but as we talked about last time if you have all these luxurious items and things to show off but inside if you are hollow and not a very good person then i i think it, it doesn't make sense to buy all that first you should yeah. work work a little inside and then try to show outside what you have inside rather than show an impression of you who is not inside mm. yep that's my yeah, take on it yeah. yep that's how i see it and also uh yeah i want to touch upon uh, the first money the first hard cash we had in our hands bro how did that feel do you remember when you had your first ever <laughs> Shit, hard earned cash how did the cash feel in your hand she man um to me i was um so i was i was like what was i i was like 12 12 11 whatever i was i was quite young um when i mm-hmm. i started like um lawn mowing for for this um like neighbor and and for like um a good 2 hours 3 hours of work she would give me like um 30 euros wow and, that's good and, bro you know, it's not bad yeah that's yeah that was really good and and you know you know um every time i got the money i was like i didn't really feel like oh shit man i got money i'm going to spend this shit on candies or or like or like waste this shit on shit. i was like i was more of a kid that's like you know she man i worked this fucking hard and i only got this i'm not going to spend this shit i'm not going to waste this shit cuz you know i spent three hours doing this just to get this mm-hmm. yeah and and so so i i never really like you know was like wow money 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 i'm more of a okay there's money i i worked and i got the money and that's that and i never like 
I don't like to spend a lot of money just just when I got it. Like you know, when I get when I get many money, I want to save it. I want to save it. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. I I don't like spending spending like the money I get directly. I want to save it and think what I want to have, and then save mm -hmm. for that instead. Yeah, was it in Finland or was it back in Philippines? No, it was here. It was here. It was here. Oh, cool, cool, bro. Nice, nice. That was nice, bro. So you got thirty euros for your first three hours of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, bro. Nice, nice. It was awesome. Awesome, bro. I'll tell you my story, bro. So you, you know, it was uh, even though I earned a few hundred euros here and there, but I remember vividly the first couple of hundred euros I got in my hand. It was in uh, Rovaniemi when I just moved to Finland, and I had this friend who just started her travel company, and then she was employing my another friend who was responsible to drive the tourists around here in the northern Nordic region. And then this friend of mine who was driving people around, he said, hey, you want to go with me on this drive? We can uh, take pictures and see northern lights and you get to drive a little bit and talk to people and it will be an adventure and the people will be happy and it's a win-win situation for everybody. I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's go. And it was a long drive and seven day trip. So I said, why not? Let's do it. And then I was on this awesome adventurous trip to the Northern Nordic region, Northern Norway and Northern Finland and Sweden and all these places. It was fucking beautiful and lit. It was so cold and it was uh, springtime. So, you know, the spring is the most beautiful season there. And it was so awesome. I felt so good. I took so many good pictures of the Northern lights and all the landscape and all that. And when I came back, I show, I showed the, this boss lady of mine, all the pictures and everything. And she was impressed. Wow. You did a good job here. Here you go. I'll give you, give you this 200 or some cup, some few hundred euros. I was like, yeah, thanks. I didn't expect it, but still thanks. And then I was like, fuck, I had so much fun. It was awesome. Plus I got money, bro. I was thrilled. I was exhilarating. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so cool. I love it. So I, I have such a distinct memory of my first 200 euros, that cash in my, that green bill, 200 euro green bill. I just remember it so much. And then I felt so much freedom and I felt so much somehow happiness spending it. Like I never had to think about where it's the money coming from. Because every time you spend money, if it's coming from your parents and all, you have some kind of obligation towards them. You feel like indebted to them. Like you have some kind of debt oh, yeah. to pay yeah. it back to them. So you don't feel so carefree about spending their money. So you want to be a bit more careful. But since it was my own money coming in my own hands, hard cash, I was like, mm. fuck, I'm going to spend it on... I don't know, like whatever. <laughs> I, I <laughs> spend it on whatever, but still, the the feeling was it was awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, this, and this I also want to first first taste. Yeah, bro, the first taste is the best in whatever it is. The best taste is the first taste. It's it you can't forget it. It's just so unforgettable. That's facts. 
Yep. So, uh, with the same thing, I also want to touch upon uh, a little bit on uh, on on the concept of money and this this thing in the society where you expect to be paid for all the job you do, professional, semi-professional, or voluntary work, whatever kind of work it might be, you expect remuneration. And I found in my experience, there was such a big difference here in the West and compared to my home country in the East. Do you agree with me or do you think it makes some sense when I say the following sentence that here in the West, somehow people, the system is such that people expect or people pay you uh, regardless of anything much. I mean, like you work, you give something and you get something back in terms of money mostly. But in the East, especially in my home country, it was considered to be quite good if you work without expecting any remuneration or any reward in in exchange. Just a cup of tea or food was good enough for a remuneration. So growing up, I always thought that my work or my efforts or the things I do would never be worth any money. So that's what the mindset I grew up with when I was in my teenage years, like your, like your age, when I was it, I could never see mm -hmm. myself and my efforts leading to money generation. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. The, the, that is here is more like if you do something you you should expect to get something yeah but um but in 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 um in certain countries i think it's more of a traditional thing i think that that um how 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 it has been for for before um the concept of money was even uh, introduced so uh, and that just carried on to to now yeah, yeah. um um, yeah, I, I see. I see because I when in the Philippines as well. Um, I do remember seeing like pe people helping out without like you know helping me out and do, doing something or when I ask them to do something, they don't expect to just you know they don't expect me to give them something uh, mm -hmm. like money in exchange. Just just you know they're just they just do it for for um, for goodwill. Yeah, yeah, and, and stuff. But um, here, I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's still goodwill here. It's just you know, it's just less, less of a, of a common thing, um, mm -hmm. to to do that. Because like, if you need something done, you have to, you have to, you have to pay some somebody to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's my point. So, for example, yeah. um, when I look at my life when I was younger, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, if I had some friends or if I had some neighbors it was very common it, and it was very normal for them to ask me if I could help them with, for example, moving their lawn. Like I'll take your example, moving their lawn or helping mm. them with their farming activities or if they were going to make some construction, so help with the construction or, or whatever it could be. And now I realize that here in the West, doing that kind of work is expected to be reciprocated with money. But back then I had 
I, I didn't know of this concept that I could even be worth this, this job could even be worth money. I was like, yeah, this, we are friends. It's, it feels nice. It, it, it's part of this friendship that we have to, to help them. So that's how I took it. But you know, those things, they, they somehow deepen your relationship with your neighbors and your friends. So it adds so much faith and also, uh, the, the, the value added to, to that relationship is so much it's, it's without ex any expectance and it's without any, um, uh, like, like, like the, there's a purity in that relation when there's no money and no remuneration involved. But here, when I came to the mm. West, I realized, uh, money is such a, such an important and such an intrinsic part of the society here. People are so much motivated and so much tied to money that, uh, without money, it's hard to think of doing something and voluntary work is considered to be so great, but whereas back home, voluntary work was taken for granted, for granted. It, you had to do it. Like it was, it was an obvious choice. So that's how I realized, uh, I, I somehow realized this importance of money when I came here to the West, but also this understanding of the importance of money came with a lot of side effects for me. And these side effects, I think the Westerners are suffering somehow. Well, what, what do I mean by these side effects? Uh, I mean, like when I look at my life, the level of satisfaction and carefree, I used to live during my teenage years, helping friends and neighbors and all, all those, all those out. I, I had no stress and it, it used to be so flawless. The life used to flow so well. But here, somehow when you give so much importance to money that you start to value your effort and all the things you do in terms of money at every level, at every minute and every subtle level, it adds uh, an element of mental suffering and somehow depression to your, to your well-being. So you can't be that carefree and nonchalant in a, in a way because you always are somehow involved in that, in the, uh, how, what's the word can I put in that transaction that I'm doing something, hence I'll get something. Th there's no, that mm. giving attitude that's missing, always expecting something that this thing somehow made me also not suffer, but understand why and from where all these mental anxieties and all these mental ill effects are coming from. So I found, I found this connection to be very true for myself in my experience, how this concept of money mm -hmm. and remuneration and transactions leads to mental suffering in a sense and how doing voluntary and non expecting work just for the sake of working and just for the sake of helping and uh, like doing good things, it, it sets you free and it's so much rewarding and makes you so carefree. So that, that, that's a big take I see from my life and my change in the environment from East to West. Yeah. So mm. I wanted to share it with you.
and i don't know if you can relate with it or is it too early for you to relate with it um i i, I may perhaps it is too early for me to relate because like for me how i see it is just yeah um i grew up here quite uh most of my life so so i understand understand um the the the, the thing you're saying that you know everything you you accept to, uh, everything you do for others you accept to get some something back um but but because you did something for others i do accept yeah. to, to get something back but yeah. um but for me for me um um because i'm still like you know relatively young and and you know i'm still a student i'm studying and shit so um for me money hasn't been a a money hasn't really been a something that um that i, I crave you know there's something like i i did this for you i i love i i i worked for you and i, I need the money though i need it. it's not like that for me it's like okay if you want to pay me you can pay me i don't really care um as is like that it's just it is what it is it is what it is if you want to pay me pay me um but it's not something that i crave that i i demand this is not mm-hmm. that's nothing um, that i demand but i do understand what, where you're coming from that that um it is it is a, a huge difference in that sense that but but i think um that can do also to to um to people mm-hmm. um like how okay right now how well do you know your neighbor um compared to uh before when when you lived in 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 India bro day and night difference <laughs> yeah, i have no clue who my neighbor is <laughs> like no, it's exactly this no damn clue <laughs> but 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 back home i knew i knew previous five generations of my neighbor i knew them on a <laughs> dna or a genetic history like it was, <laughs> it was it was crazy details i knew every cell in their body because <laughs> mm. <laughs> like it's, it's it's so different it's i think that could also impact the 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 vision of of um you know um the the, the what we've been talking about the um giving and getting um situation i think um it's also if you know the people um well then mm-hmm. then you're more willing to 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 uh, help them out without expecting anything um and and that's when you said also um i do agree that that you by doing that uh, by not expecting really you're you're building the uh, like like a friendship more, more stronger and and more solid in that mm-hmm. sense and and that's because you're more open open to talk with them and yeah, and yeah. and that, that affects a lot um um compared to to here it's like you don't really here you don't really talk to people like yeah, if you yeah. if you don't if I, if let's say if i don't have business with you i'm not going to talk with you that's that's yeah. how it is um yeah. and but but in 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 where like for example philippines yeah i can talk to anybody without without with anything without like having having like a certain mo- motivation to talk with them i just you know it's just chill so um in that sense yes it's a, it's also a cultural um difference i think and and the tradition yeah bro i agree completely and uh, even if they paid me food or 
they made me some tea it was good enough like i was more than happy to be paid in terms of food and money rather than being paid in terms of sorry in in food and tea rather than in terms of money so yeah mm. it's it's such a big difference and i i i of course i see the the good sides of the system here too like it 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 resolves so many potential disputes and arguments that might have been not avoidable in in my my system in in mm. the east so of course there, there there are as we said positives and negatives of of both the sides yep so this kind of subjects to sub, subjectual to to different pe- uh, people as well yeah yeah exactly yeah it's so much subjective where you grow up your background and all, all that all that stuff yep let's touch upon uh, this thing if you agree with me that money makes more money and how do you make your first 10000 or first 100000 how how do you how do you make your first 10000 how i would make or how anybody yeah, would make yeah yeah you you or anybody or just um okay well my first 10000 the most simple um would be working in 9 to 5 that's like mm-hmm. you know that's the simple I, i i could go work at mcdonald's if i want <laughs> that's yeah. a, a 10k 10k I, probably get get that in three months no not three wow. months they don't pay no 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 they don't pay that much in mcdonald's <laughs> if you work like extra shifts and if you are crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah but um but yeah no i think 10k i think that, that that's like um a minimum um type of work yeah. right mm-hmm. so so that that's like any any work you can work like any job you can find yeah that's a that's what it is Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, for me, I guess the safest way and the best way is to get a good quality education and then find a job in, in the field you studied. So that's, that's the safest way to do it. And if you want to do a side hustle or if you want to work some other jobs, then yeah, all the basic jobs like McDonald's and all that. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> but but in a country like mine for example where I grew up in India you don't get paid much when you work at McDonald's and all these no. side hustles like in a country like ours in the in the in the in the previous east. country like you can't yeah you can in the east like you can't really get much money working these odd jobs so it's really important that you get good education you get good qualifications and then you find a good job so so imagine this you're still in india and let's say you you still live with your family and all that and and you're studying and you're done studying and and now you're like find want, wanting to find a job and and a good job how will you do your how will you find your first make your first 10k it depends what i studied and what am i thinking well, for example St- uh, uh what, what what have you studied you studied um I studied law you, yeah so law well, how how would you uh, comp- uh use that to to your advantage well for example if i finished my law degree in india and then i would have to qualify for the bar and once i qualify for the bar and i have a license to practice in 
front of all the courts and in the system. Then I'll have to either uh, try to work with somebody who's senior than me, who has more experience, so I can learn the work and all the all the practicalities of the work. So somehow have a mentor and work under them, of course, which is much less paid, but I learn so much more because, you know, there is such a big difference between the education you get at the university and how things work in real life in, in a practical working environment. So to go to get real work experience, you need to work with somebody who has a lot of experience already. And then mm. working with them for a couple of years, two, three, four, five years, however long, till you think you are ready to work on your own, have your own independent practice and independent business, independent legal business. Once you have enough contacts, once you know basics of marketing and what are your potential customers and what are your uh, strengths and weaknesses and all that, once you are aware enough about yourself and your capabilities, then I'll start my own independent practice. And then, yeah, it, then, then it becomes like a business. Then you are a business owner. So mm. yeah, then, then, then it would be, so I would say but, I'll earn my first 10 K as a lawyer in India under some senior, under a mentor. Mm. But, but what if, what if you're, you're in a really, really low income family and you cannot afford to go fancy studies and, and all that, what would you do to, to fix and, and, and strive for a better, better life? Because in India, for example, I can tell you that India is a, is a huge country with a tremendous amount of opportunities, even for the poorest uh, sections of the society. So if you are, if you are highly smart and if you work hard, if you crack some of the best exams we have, because we have a lot of competition back home. So to get to the best educational institutions, which are free and paid by the government, you need to be very smart and you need to perform very well at the exams that they have. So if you qualify those exams, then the government helps you to study. So even if you don't mm. have a lot of money, if you come from a poor family, poor background in India, the opportunities are tremendous. Given you work your ass off and you are smart. Mm. I have so many examples. I have so many friends and I know so many people around me who came from really destitute, poor backgrounds and they made it in life, bro. The mm. one generation changed completely. So it's, it's a land of opportunities, bro. Even, you know, the prime minister of ours, the present prime minister, he comes from a, a very poor family. The, the job he did was earning maybe, maybe five, 10 euros per month. He was selling Damn. tea on a, on a, on a train station. That's how he started his life. So you see it's, 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 it's crazy opportunities. That's why I love yeah. my country so much, bro. It's, it's really, I love the beauty of the system. It's fucked up. It's all chaotic, but, but there is, there is a possibility and there are possibilities and it's growing by the day. So that's why I really like it. So, um, would you say, um, India would be a good place to, to, to invest your of money? Of course, of course. I, with all the research they are doing, all the studies that are coming out, they say the next century 
is India's century. I mean, no, um, century is too much, but the next decade and two and three, till 20, from 2023 now till 2050, it's, it's going to be a lot of growth and it's going to be a lot of good things coming out of India. Mm. Which, which is which is quite I, I I think which is quite probabilistic and it's likely going to happen if something really goes bad because the way this government has changed things and it, it has made a deep and structural change in the mindset and the working of the bureaucracy and how things are approached so there are deeper changes that have been made which which were quite required. And I I quite like the work, even though you you like nothing is perfect. There you all can always can find flaws with with the system and the people and all. But overall speaking, I think it's 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 a very good direction. So mm. I like that. Yep, but we're not talking about India here, bro. Let's talk about this. Does do you think money makes more money? Oh yeah, of do course. Think, do you think you need to have money to make more money? Um, you need yourself to make more money, but you need money to make money. Yes. Yeah. Because if if let's say if I gave you a thousand euros, and 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 you just spend it on whatever you want, you know. That's not really, really, you can't really, you know, you have to have the knowledge and, and thinking or, uh, to, to, to know what to, how to get that money um, to whatever, how much you want it to be. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I think um, unless you have a lot of money, it's, it's not easy to make money with more money. You need to have a minimum amount of say 100,000 euros, 500,000 million euros to multiply that money. Because if you want to multiply say 1,000 euros, how much if you doubled your money to 2,000, you just added 1,000 euros, it's nothing. And the risk you need to take to double your money when you have 1,000 euros, the risk is it's not worth it. The risk is so much and the reward is not that much. So I mm. would say I definitely agree, but there's a certain threshold which you have to have the money, for example, hundred thousand or whatever. So that I mean, you could you could make you could double it or you could earn a lot of money on it with with the reasonable risk. Mm. Yeah, no, like yes, I do agree in, in, in that. Um when if if you're like investing it on stock in the stock market or whatever you know because because then then you need to have a lot quite a lot of uh, money to to actually get um a, uh, a significant amount of money um to 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 do it but um but obviously it depends how you want to to exp um, how much time you want to put in and and how how great of a risk you want to take because like 10k I, I bet with 10,000 euros, you can do a lot of things to earn double that. Okay, like, bro, give, um, me, give me an example. For example, you can like here, here in, in Finland, you can, you can hire um, like summer workers to, to pick up like, um, um, you know, what's half torn is half torn. Those orange, oh. orange, um, those orange berries. berries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cloudberries. Those um, you can you can um, sell 
a liter for 10 euros and more and you more. can pick yeah okay more but it depends it depends obviously on the quality and 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 such but uh as an as an example you can you can I, I, like for example me i i i made a whole bucket in two hours or like wow. three, two, two, yeah That's cool bro wow hey bro let's get a deal i give you ten thousand euros <laughs> in a week how much can you give me by the end of the year by the end of the year yeah um well it depends how much you want me to risk no, you said you pick berries and pay me double. That's what you said. I mean, you could. I said you could. I never said that as a fact. But you could. Obviously, you yeah. could. As a, it, it, it just depends on how you want to risk it and how, how badly you need it. You have to have that. Bro, I need it badly, bro. Badly. <laughs> I just need it, bro. Well, it is possible. I'm telling you, it is possible, but but um, you need to have a certain uh, mentality and understanding on what you're doing when when it's doing such things. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yep, and uh, and also this leads me to the next question, which you already touched upon a little bit, but let's talk about it it uh, in 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 details here. So, do you think? Is it the money itself or the education, the knowledge and the experience that you gain before and throughout the process of making money that really counts? So which one, which one really counts? Um, I'd say the experience that really, really counts because, um, no matter how much knowledge you, you, you have, mm-hmm without experience getting to to um making it um there's really no road to walk on you know mm-hmm. you need to have the uh, a, a good base a good um solid base to 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 walk on and and you know and you can while while walking to to making it you know that's when you start gaining knowledge mm-hmm. and and all that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree i agree for me, I guess uh, the money itself, as you also mentioned, the money itself has no value. All the value that is real is the knowledge you gained before you made that money. For example, education and all the all the things you went through, school, college, all that. That counts. That's that's uh, getting you ready for the basics. And the experience counts the most, as you mentioned, because however knowledge you might have, however much knowledge you might have, it's all about if you can implement that knowledge in real life and get value out of it. And here value is money. So can you earn money with all the knowledge you you got while studying? And for example, if, if, for example, if I inherited say a million euros from my family, and they gave it to me. Hey, here is a million euros in your bank bank account. That's all you got from us. That's all your life money. You do what you want with it. You lose it all. You make it 10 X, you lose it half, make it double. You do whatever. That's, that's, that's what you got. So I bet nobody could make it multiply it or increase the value 
without having to take some losses in the beginning so as, yeah, a, as a, for, for example my my experience with the stock market so i had to take a lot of losses and i had to learn the hard way since i did not have a have a, a background in it i didn't have a background education so i had to learn it through doing which which is also the the best teacher but it also somehow takes the tuition from you the market takes its own tuition from you which you would have paid anyway if you went to a business school or whatever so in that sense i think the experience and the process is is the best skill set you can add to your to your arsenal yeah cuz 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 knowledge there's always new knowledge to be found and and new knowledge to be learned and and yeah you know you can never have enough of knowledge but knowledge is always there to learn but experience experience is something you have to seek yep yep i agree i agree and uh, i wanted to uh i wanted to share with you some some uh some study that i first time i came across this study at a finished lecture i was in my at my university here in in the north of england and then i find it so true for for everything we do in life the learning curve as they say so i would like to call it the uh the flipped horizontal s curve and what do i mean by that i'll just show you the uh i'll just share my screen so you can uh you can uh, you can look at it and try to understand and see if it makes sense for you let me know when the screen is visible to you now it's visible it's visible now yep so you see there's the two axes the x and the y mhm and here what starts for example i'll give you my example of learning finnish learning swedish learning the stock markets or learning any new skill or a hobby or whatever learning volleyball or or like even my law studies or whatever so uh, here here is where people start or a person individual starts in the beginning here is the beginning okay mm. can you see my cursor yeah i see your cursor so here it starts in the beginning you feel the the novelty the excitement the beginning thrill and the adrenaline that it brings and then the high. You feel, wow wow yeah the initial high then you feel wow it's so good it's awesome i like it and then comes the crash and you go crashing boom and for example the stock market i had a lot of initial success i was like wow i know how to do it i, I made it i can make money and then the crash happened i was like wow i had no clue this happens and i lost so much i lost a lot of money and it was the same in in learning a language this crash wow i have no clue i have no clue how this language works and i i really suck at it and maybe i should quit and there are these low moments these these times when you want to quit and just want to not continue it anymore yeah and then you gradually form the base you pick yourself up and then slowly start to ascend and then you 
succeed over a period of say a few months, years or whatever the activity or, or the task you are up to. So I find this curve to be applicable in almost all the things that we, we humans uh, undertake as, as a beginning. Th th that's the journey of learning of any any sort. And I found it true with my own experience, with, with everything that I, I learned in life. Can you relate to it or how, how do you how do you process it? What are your your comments about it? Mm, yeah, um, I definitely can relate to it. Yes, uh, um, at a certain point, yes. But um, I feel like it's way more riggedy raggedy for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, more yeah. up and down rather rather than a smooth line. But mm -hmm. as a whole, as a whole, when you zoom out and and look at the whole picture, yes. It it has the huge um, down like down curved thing. That yeah, that's sure. really really that's that's where every most people um, stop and and without even knowing how if they're gonna succeed or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So for you, it's something like this. It's like this and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of like that, and, yeah. And this and then it's like <laughs> this and so. But as you said, if you zoom out, it's it's this thing. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So true. So true. I I think your comment makes perfect sense. Yep, that's true. That was about our flipped horizontal S curve that applies to all the learning, and also. I want to talk about this one final thing, uh, the relationship with money, our conscious and unconscious relationship with money while we're growing, while we're growing up. So what I want to uh, talk to you about is, uh, for example, how it runs in the families. And you say um, when, when parents are poor or when the parents have a particular habit or a particular mindset about money, how it runs into generations and how it passes on to the kids and how the kids also keep remaining poor and how, how did they somehow keep, um, revolving in this vicious cycle. And I want to touch upon this a little bit, this mindset and uh, this relationship with money that we have. So for example, I remember when I was growing up, my dad's thoughts about money, my dad's attitude towards money was quite pessimistic and quite ignorant in a way. He always emphasized working hard and serving others and being an ideal person. And he said, money makes no difference. Money makes no contribution. Money makes no sense in my life. And hence, I'll just completely ignore money and money is worthless. So I, I can feel like, uh, to a certain point before I started working in professional life. And as long as I was living back home studying until I entered my professional working life, I had this, uh, this thought process or this attitude derived from him on, on a subconscious level. Ooh, that's the cat boy. This guy, yeah. excuse me. Uh, it's cool. He will, 
He, he will feature feature our our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 Nice. Yeah. So, I want to talk a little bit about this subconscious attitude and relationship mm. we have with money, which is coming from our parents or from our family or our previous generations and the way we grew up. Oh yes. So, yes. Do you have some comments to make on this? Um. Oh my cat! He's really, really want. He wants food. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, it's cool. You know, let me just throw. Him. Um, yes. Um, I think the, the uh, parenting um that is, is is it affects the child a lot um on how how you 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 as a parent shows what how uh, to think about money. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that that really will affect uh, the mindset of the child quite, perhaps the whole life, their whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example, um, my 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 parents um, they're more open and more you know um, um, they're more open on 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 teaching me you know um, how to think about money. Because, like, for example, like, my mom wants me to strive to be better, so she 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 works she works her ass off to to get me a better life than what she could have uh, ever had, and 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 you know, <laughs> my cat is in the background, <laughs> but um, yeah, a, a life that a better life that uh, she wants me to have a better life than she she ever, ever dreamt of, and you know you know and that kind of kind of you know motivate myself as well to to do better uh as a son you know you know i don't want to be a disappointment in that sense so 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 i want to strive to be the best uh, person i can be yeah yeah, i agree yeah bro i agree i agree and also i realized uh inexperience with money or like not really caring about money or learning how money works can be quite devastating for life. If you just focus on working and if you don't keep in mind the the financial aspect, it, your work somehow becomes valueless. It, 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 it keeps remaining without any value as long as you don't also as long as you are not also in charge of the financial part of, of the work. So I would say in the previous part, we talked about uh, an ideal man and who is an ideal man. And for me, one of the biggest traits of an ideal man, a, a quality that the person should possess is a sound understanding of the personal and the collective financial system, how the financial system works on my individual level, on my family level, then on the societal level as a whole, the the global or the national financial system. So I think the understanding of of these financial systems is it's a must for an ideal man. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's but 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 um, but the mentality of of, of uh, the parents do affect the child, and yeah. and. You know, and that's why that's why having an open mind um, of the teaching, you know, 
both side perspective you know is uh, i think that's me uh, i think both of the, those are pretty good good um uh things in in their respective uh, respective areas but but um but you know it it kind of de- depends on on your situation isn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree plus you also have to take into consideration that that the parent always wants the best for their child so my dad he always he he really thought it to be true that money doesn't really make sense so it it was the truth for him so i i i'm not sure like it's not his conscious decision about money maybe he got it from his parents or his father or his mom or wherever but that's what is his value in life that's what he lives by so at the end of the day i would say it it really depends on depends so much on <laughs> sorry look at this look at this cat bro he's behind my monitor what the heck what is he, what is he doing bro this guy this cat is crazy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so in in that sense Sorry. it's i guess it's not their fault or it's not their it's it's up to them but it's still you can't hold them completely accountable for it since the, that they wanted to give their best to their kid yeah man so i guess i guess it it's really subjective depending on the family and the parents you grow up but it's your life at the end of the day and you can always change the things that you think you got while growing up if you yeah. don't like about things about your subconscious then change them if you don't like your financial values and motivations and relationships just change them so it's still it's not not too late it's never too late it's just perspective i guess you know and yeah. and and how much how badly you want you want that You know. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Cuz if you're content, if you're content with it then good for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. So what I do is I boil down any problem or any issue I'm facing to to two very easy to understand and easy to frame options and then choose the one obvious obviously superior or obviously better choice mm. so i'll first try to define the problem and then get the two options available for me in the most simple terms so for example if i want to be more financially literate so the simplest options i would have is should i make myself more financially literate and hence reap benefit out of it or should i keep being financially ignorant and suffer in the future and the obvious choice is the first one of course i want to make myself more financially literate and and reap the benefit out of it so once that's out of the way then i can definitely take more steps to do it and then i'll take it one step further do i read these five books recommended by the best five websites on google search or do i not read them and the obvious choice is i read them so i break things down to the easiest uh 
two options available to me and then i take the the easier the most obvious choice not easier but the most obvious and the most uh, and the, the the better choice available to me so that that's how i try to try to get things done step by step that's that's mm. my philosophy well i kind of have a philosophy on money as well yeah, um, yeah. is yeah. That, that like not only money but learning how how, how you can yeah as a, i think i think as a whole as well this could be mm-hmm. worked it's a sentence a few words pingar komrogor oh that's my swedish boy right there Can it basically you explain mean, for our non swedish speakers what that means <laughs> it basically means money comes and goes right um just like hold these holes now nah, i'm playing i'm <laughs> sorry i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah no but like but like it's it's a it's an interesting like thing to think about i feel like it's so simple but but it it, it has it holds a lot of meaning to me because like when when if you have to spend something you know you can you you can use it as a as a kind of coping mechanism as well it's like yeah money comes and goes but you need to know how, when it goes and when it comes you know and how it comes and how it goes and yep. and but you have to know those things before you can implement money comes and goes and and you know um because like because like you i don't think you should be afraid to to spend money but be aware of spending money you know as long uh, you know because if you if you plan to invest right you do you do day trading so when you plan to invest you you have to know where where, where that money goes and how you're going to do it right and and how, and what you think it's going to be, become afterwards and that's when that's when i think um how i think of and i think it goes both ways with, uh, with anything as well like with life as like you know if something happened um you it already happened it's history um yesterday is history tomorrow is a mystery mm-hmm. today is a gift that's why we call it the present wow yeah My boy <laughs> that's wing wing the shakespeare yeah thank you thank you <laughs> wow wow bro i i love that credit to master uh, for me to to conclude it or to conclude my scripted part i would say that uh, uh, as we talked about in the previous part the opportunities out there especially on the internet are infinite you can you can learn so many different skills and you can you can make a lot of money through the internet beat facts beat like the stock market trading or day trading or long term investing or swing trading or learning marketing or being a social media manager or coding and softwares and graphics and you you name it, it it's crazy crazy things out there you you can't even imagine but the the biggest challenge is how do you find quality sources and how do you know the person is not there to just rip you off and take your money and not teach you because at at that stage when you know nothing everybody seems like a genius and a master to you because your own knowledge about things is so limited and you you know nothing about it so how can you differentiate between the quality teachers the best quality teachers and the people who are there out just to just to get money out of your pocket 
So it, it, it's it's the, the biggest challenge is found finding the best quality sources and making sure that you do not lose a significant sum of money while while trying to learn things. Of course, you'll have to pay out tuition in the form of either paying tuition to the universities you learn it or on on the internet to some good quality sources, teachers, mentors, or websites or whatever. And then initially uh, financial loss too. But make sure that you don't incur a loss that just strikes you away, just obliterates you from the playground completely and you cannot rise back ever. So yeah, uh, in my in my opinion, uh, try to look at this one thing from different perspectives and angles, as many of them as possible. And in the end, you become knowledgeable and experienced enough so you can start forming your own opinions about it. So you somehow recognize the mechanism that's responsible for functioning of all these these things online. So yeah, that's that's the biggest challenge I formed, I faced when I was trying to learn all these things online. Mm. That's that's my that's my conclusion about it. And I I got a conclusion as well. Is that I would do exactly what you did, but begin with a certain things, and those would be common sense. You know, you have to have common sense. You know, mm-hmm. and what is common sense? Common sense is uh, think thinking logically as well. Um, that that's something that's something you have to do to to understand what you're learning. Because like, cause like somebody could tell you, um, you know, buy this this coin because this coin is, uh, you know, this uh, this blockchain is it's new, it's the best of all, and and, and this will this will rise up better than any 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 other, and you know, and you not, you not knowing anything, you would believe, and and but but. But you have to uh, use common sense. If what 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 um you you're gonna focus on studying or whatever it is. It, obviously, for, um I think I said I think I said this in last episode that common sense will uh, uh, some few few pages of common sense uh, is is worth a thousand books. Because um, because common sense really do takes you a, a lot a long way, you know. Okay, so that concludes our. Uh, more or less scripted part and...